Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hey everyone, Jay here with another Offscript with Super E. We've got uh, A-Train. A-Train, say something. Hi everybody, it's A-Train. And we have, of course, Super E. Super E, say something. How's everybody doing? Everybody's great because they're listening to us. That's right. So before we launch into another tale, kind of wanted to bring something up and get your all's thoughts on it because uh, we've all, you know, we all did this a long time. Some of us are still doing it. Um, what, What are your thoughts on the current state of recruiting? I know when you know we we came on we had over 3000 applicants for you know like maybe 20 some spots right and now the recruiting is is way down and I don't want to get political or anything crazy like that that's not what this show is but do either of you have anything maybe thoughts ideas that we could do to help with recruiting and you know not being political about it well, I think we're doing something right now because people are going to listen to Super E and they're going to say, just like Super E wanted to be like Serpico and Starsky and Hutch, there might be some young guys out there going to say, hey, I want to be just like Super E when I grow up. Yeah. I don't I, know. I, yeah. And, and it's not, and it's as great as these stories these tales are, it's, it's what, um, you know, it's what's in his heart. I mean, Super E just wanted to help people and that was the thing. And that's what we all came on to talk about and wanted to do and uh you know you just we all have our different ways of doing it we all scatter around and kind of find your niche within your agency and go from there super e what 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 do you think of that well i just wish that it, the people knew how hard the police work to try to you know to help their community and it is a very stressful job but is but it is a very rewarding career. And um, I highly recommend it to people, but I just wish they weren't the community or the public was was so quick to judge a policeman's actions. There is there are so many variables to events that happen that you just kind of got to step back and wait before you rush to judgment. So, because the people, the officers out there, they're not out there trying to do something underhanded or shady. They just want to help their community and just do the, do the best job they can and go home that day. Because that's what, that's what we all want to do. Help our community and go home to our family. Exactly. And, and you There's know, not many other jobs where, you know, you're going to go, you know what, as soon as I hit the street. I could be killed. I mean, I don't know too many other jobs where you have to worry about that. Exactly. And, you know, kind of back to, I was maybe being a little sarcastic, you know, everybody wants to be like Super E, but it, it also, you know, listen to these things. It may let people think, you know, more about exactly what, what everything entails. Like on our last episode, Ernie's talking about doing an undercover drug deal. He's got to worry about, uh, the drug dealer with the gun. He's got to worry about maybe getting robbed because he had a bunch of money on him. 
Um, and then you just got to, you know, worry about when it's all over getting beat up by the SWAT team. Uh, you <laughs> right. got to listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. Yeah. 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 yeah the SWAT team doesn't run around beating up people, but yeah. Ernie kind of provoked. He did. He provoked. Bit, so. But I guess what I'm saying A-train, is. A-Train yeah. and Jay, you're, uh, I, was, I didn't really provoke him. I maybe irritated him. <laughs> yes. Just a little irritated. Pre, they, uh, yeah. Before they did the hit. That's the thing, too. Yeah. That, uh, the provoking, irritating came during the briefing when they heard what yeah. you had said. Right, right. But what I'm trying to, I guess what I'm trying to say is there are a lot more variables, you know, about police work than I think, you know, most people really think about. Right. Ab- absolutely. You know? Ab- absolutely. So, uh, that, what, what, go ahead there, Super E. I cut you off. No, I was just agreeing with what you're saying. Oh, wow. He agreed a, with us. Oh, my Jay. gosh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, since uh, you agree with that, would you agree to maybe tell us another tale? All right. Well, back in the. When I got into Vice in the late 80s, um, on the main drag of the large city that we worked, um, they had problems with street prostitutes. And again, the citizens constantly constantly complained of the street prostitutes working in their area because, you know, there were residential homes all around there. And also, this wasn't females. There were men that did it, too. Now, these weren't men that dressed up like women. We called them hustlers. And the hustlers would walk up and down the main drag, too, and they would try to make money from sex. But the twist on that was these guys, the hustlers, generally did not perform a sex act on the customer. The customer performed the sex act on the hustler and then paid the hustler for the privilege of performing the sex act on uh, I think I saw that on a uh, Midnight Cowboy. Is that that's what yes. you're talking about, right? Everybody's John talking Bull, at me. Yeah, don't hear a thing they're saying. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, Joe Buck, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, and back then, when uh, working Vice, you were up and down the main drag. There was like four areas where prostitution was prevalent in the city, but there was one main drag that just cut through the heart of the city where all the problems were the female prostitutes and the male hustlers were. And then we used to have to use our own cars for undercover vehicles. We In the late 80s, we did not have a, you know, you didn't have a bunch of cars that you could select from. Right. So A-Train and I yeah. both have our hands up because we have a lot of questions about that. I'm, you go first. So back in the day, you're saying that you had to use your personal car as your undercover vehicle. Yes. I mean, it was like, well, we don't have any, we don't have any cars, so we're going to have to drive uh-huh. your own personal car. And then you would have one car for the squad to ride around in which would be like you know uh uh like a chevy caprice that you know didn't have any markings on it and then this will date it this we got one of the first ever chevy luminous oh yeah and so you'd cruise around in that we would get we'd be able to rent a car from ace rental cars or whatever it was back then hertz rental car you mm-hmm. got to rent one car for the squad but then your under- undercover cars came from you wow okay. so um and were you able I, you know what's that i was just gonna say 
were you able to put gas in it? Well, on, on, you know, the department's gas, city gas? Or just you use your I own think gas? You would, I think you would get permission, yeah, I got to put some gas in this. And and then you would have to cite the, you know, the case number of the rest or whatever that was made. If I recall, if I recall. Gotcha. How many guys would roll in on E yeah. and end and up see, on I, F. I was a... Uh, I drove numerous old Chrysler products, and they had gigantic motors in them. Right. right. And so this one night, I was driving my 1967 Black Over Gold Chrysler 300 with a 444 barrel. Sweet. Yes. And um, so I'm, uh, I've got, uh, I had a couple of cars, uh, backup cars following me this night. And um, so I'm driving around. And my car, what helped about that was my car is distinctive. You know, nowadays, everybody has a, you know, all you see is Priuses and Chevy Impalas and Ford Forces. So my cars would kind of stick out back in 1989. So I'm driving down the main drag. And remember, we would see the same faces, it seems like, every night. So you try to change your appearance the best you could. And by this time, again, I had long hair or beard or, or Fu Manchu. I, was, I wore one of those, trying to be like Joe Namath, Googling if you're <laughs> younger than 20. <laughs> that's his second Joe Namath reference. Is, yes, I know. True. Was Joe your man? Was Broadway Joe your guy? Huh. Well, I think he was everybody's. <laughs> he looked cool all the time. But uh, I, I sported the Fu Manchu. So I thought, I need to change this up a little bit because... I saw this guy walking down the main drag and it's like he's got for the hustlers. If they had the thumb out, that was a heavy indication that they were prostituting. Okay. And um, so I thought this guy kind of looks familiar. I'm not for sure. So I took all my hair. I put it under my little ball cap because you would keep a bunch of stuff in the back seat, like different types of clothes, hats and stuff. Disguises? Yeah, they didn't really pay attention to it. So I put this hat on and then I turned the bill up to look like Gomer Pyle. Okay. And then I got these glasses that I think were for my mom, you know, and I could see, I could look up and see Pluto with them. So my eyes were kind of fun. So... I pull up and, you know, like I've always said, I pulled up about 20 yards past the person and this dude was hitchhiking. I pull up about 20 yards past him, pull over, stop. He comes running up to my car and gets in. And he immediately looks at me looking like Mr. Peepers. I did Google that, right? A-Train? Mr. Peepers. So... So you were going for a, a Mr. Peepers persona. Is that what you're telling me? Who yes, I in was, the hell I was looking like is Mr. Peepers? The guy that would be non-threatening okay. to okay. the public. You, you got to go a little deeper with Mr. Peepers. Not not okay. Not tracking with that. Super, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Mr. Peepers was a TV show, I think, back in the 50s. I think it might have starred Wally Cox. Is that right? Wally Cox, uh-huh. I think late 50s, early 60s, he uh-huh. was a very small man of stature. Right. And he talked like he I know through papers, and he had these thick glasses on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're trying to change your uh, your look and your, and your sound up because you thought maybe this maybe you run into this guy before. Is that what you're saying? 
Exactly. Okay. So instead of going from trying to have, have the, oh, I'm a construction type guy or I'm this kind of guy, you know, I'm now going to be a non-threatening milk toasty guy with bug eye glasses and a Gomer pile hat on. So you went from super E slash Superman to Clark Kent. If Clark Kent, what, if Clark Kent starred in Gomer Pyle USMC, <laughs> a, a really, really dorky Clark well, Kent. You no, know, so do you realize? Remember the what we grew up on the Superman or Adventures of Superman. Um, Clark Kent was smart. You know the the ones we grew up as a kid, right? Uh, with George Reeves as Superman, right? The yeah. Clark Kent was very smart, very clever. Then you fast forward to. Was it in the 70s when Christopher Reeves was Superman? Mm -hmm. His interpretation or his, the way he did Clark Kent was a goof. Okay. Which I, I couldn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, no, you liked, well, you just, what you grew up with. That's what you wanted to stick with. You I, wanted the, the George right. Reeves. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, the whole Clark Kent thing. So, so anyway. So, Ernie, okay. So, you've kind of described what your Mr. Peeper's persona is going to be. You got your yeah. baseball hat bill flipped up. You got the goofy glasses. Got your hair tucked up. What? Uh, what about the neck hair? Did, 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 <laughs> well, hey, that's valid. Well, I mean, he, he probably didn't have time to shave the back of his neck. I did. I didn't. I didn't have my can of nair handy to yeah. spray on. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Right. So, did you? Um, uh, sounds like maybe you went for a. Uh, you pulled a rich little. Maybe a voice disguise. Yes. You know, it's the kind of thing where the guys who used to do the impressions back in the day, they would remember how they, on the Ed Sullivan show, they would turn around and mess up their hair and then be Burt Lancaster. Or <laughs> yes. Or yes. Douglas. Yeah. So that's, that, that's what I, that's what I did. And so as soon as he got in the car, these people, they, what they would have to do is they would have to read your body language because some of these guys that would pick these, pick these guys up, were psychotic killers and right. they had to be they uh, they had to be extremely cautious and so as soon as he saw me non-threatening well then he was going to lay down the law that he was the boss of oh. this soon soon to be transaction of what was going to happen okay so when he gets in the car he goes what's your name and i said my name is tommy and uh he's like well i'm gonna tell you how it's going to be tommy I go, yes, sir. And he goes, Wait a minute, you just went British. Did you? Did, well, I did start it with, I, I, oh, chap. Well, I'll tell mine. So, so, uh, so this guy's going to lay the law down. He's going to tell you how it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. He starts like swelling up on me. He's like, listen, Tommy. Well, here's what's going to happen here. You're going to suck my dick, and then you're going to give me $30 for it. You got it? And, uh, of course, I had to keep role-playing. I was like, oh, yes, sir. You're so in charge. I, I admire you. And uh, But I have to make sure, you know, I also have to be sneaky enough not to be obvious that I'm looking in my rearview mirror and my side mirrors to make sure that my backup is with me. Right? There again, the so, cop so brain versus to, the ray brain, right? Right. So I'm trying to keep this guy busy by talking to him, you know, just saying, oh, you look like a wonderful gentleman. And uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I am. None of your business. Just drive. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I might have just let him out and went on to somebody else. 
Not very pleasant. This is super easy. That kind of crosses through your mind, you know, safety first. But when I saw that I had both cars were following me, and he was not looking out. Normally, they look out the mirrors, too. You know, they're looking rearview mirror, side mirror. Hell, most of them would check the back seat. So he's oblivious to me being followed. So once I've got everything I need to make an arrest, where this guy is demanding that I perform fellatio on him, and I'm going to pay him $30 of U.S. currency, very technical, <laughs> um, that's the elements for a prostitution arrest. Right. So we had a special signal that I was able to give to my backup where they knew that I had an arrest. Got it. So then what you try to do is you try to get into a safe area to where the arrest is going to occur and it's the safest possible place and make sure that like no citizens would be involved unless in case there's any gunfire and a crossfire, anything like that. Right. So, um, I pull into this. I said, yes, sir, his permission to pull into this parking lot here. And he was like, yeah, this is a good place. Get ready to start sucking my dick. And so I'm like, 10 father. And, uh, wait a minute. So I give this. Wait a minute. Do you said, you said, Ten four. <laughs> yeah, no, I. <laughs> but I pulled, Remember, we're not going to talk like cops. Right, okay. But when I pulled into the area, he's not paying attention because he's thinking that I'm going to perform flesh on him, and he's wanting. To, he's wanting. He, now he's talking about he wants the money up front. He's right. focused on that. He's not focused on the two cars with their lights off parked behind us, and then the the police, my backup, getting out and walking up to the car. He's demanding like. I want my money now. And I'm just kind of going, well, shouldn't I be able to perform my fellatio and then give you the U.S. currency, sir? <laughs> and so we're arguing about that. Well, of course bit. you were, because you said fellatio. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. that's going to make you think you're the police. Now, is that a straight term for right. low job? I said yes. <laughs> yes. So. I watched Night Court. Yes. And so. One of the old crusty sergeants who had been on a long time, he rips open the passenger door and grabs a guy, puts a badge in his face and said, we're the police. You're under arrest for prostitution. He's putting the handcuffs on the guy in the front. And the guy's automatically like, this is the last thing he expected. He's, he went from being Mr. Touch guy, but, 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 uh, he's like, uh, I, uh, I wasn't going to suck his dick. He was going to suck my dick. And I said, that's true. Yes, officer. And I got to suck his dick. He goes, sir, he's going to suck my dick. And then I, I wasn't going to let him do it. All I was going to do was rob him of his money. Oh. I wasn't going to suck my dick. I was going to rob Wait, him. This just went from a misdemeanor to a felony. And that's exactly what the sergeant did, who didn't skip a beat. He goes, hold on, everybody. Let me cross out. Uh, misdemeanor prostitution and felony robbery. So he's yep. going to jail for felony robbery, and all of a sudden the guy was, he went, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what was that? What did you say, Sarge? Well, you said you was going to rob him, not let him perform a sex act on him, which would have been a misdemeanor. Words you matter. Him that you was going to rob him. Now we turn it into a yeah. felony arrest for robbery. Words and matter, man. I think he made. I think he made the timeout signal with his hand, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Change their arrest slip. He was going to suck my dick. I was going to take thirty dollars. Yes, 
prostitution. It's the misdemeanor. I uh, yes, I accept that. So he took it. He took a, a street plea. I, yeah. He, right did then, I steal it? Oh God! Right I stole it from. I just fist bumped a drink because right. we had the exact same yeah, thought. Yeah, kind of the kangaroo court <laughs> street plea. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I have a request, Ernie. Yes, A Train. <laughs> uh, Super E. <sighs> Super E. <laughs> um, you know what? R- real quick. This might be a good time to explain because we're several episodes in that we're trying real hard to go with these names that we have for each other. Sometimes, and I don't know about you guys, but every now and then I feel like I've just been go back in time to the three of us sitting around in the office we shared, you know, well, uh, Super E would come into the office that we were in together at that certain time and just start BSing. You know, I, I, in, I, I, I'm taken, I'm taken back to that. I'm, I am slipping. I'm slipping back into the past and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm working on it, Jay. And I'm working on it, Super E. I keep working on it. <laughs> um, but here's my request, Super E. Could you do the remainder of this show in Mr. Peeper's voice? Would you do that for us? I would try, but it's very hard on the vocal cords. Okay, well, just I'll tell you what. Just do give us as much as you can, okay? So when the, the, the sergeant, you, you guys, South Park at all? Well, of course. So when the sergeant comes up and puts his badge, I pictured that episode where <laughs> Butters had the bottom bitch, which is just hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, they had a... A, a vice guy and he, he would stick his bad and he'd be freeze and then, that's just how i picture that whole thing going yeah. down with mr ernie peepers sitting over there let's say you mr peepers you, you mean super e peepers see i did it again uh, yep so, okay. <laughs> now i'm doing it i know i know um this, uh, yeah so go ahead go ahead super e didn't mean to interrupt you buddy what was I talking about? I, nah, I don't know. I don't know. You were going to talk like, like Mr. We're Peepers. We're trying to get you to talk like Mr. Peepers. Did you, well, did you do that voice know, in court? No, I did not. <sighs> but what I did was I did the kind of like the Sherlock Holmes that I, you know, remember when Sherlock Holmes would be in a disguise and he would take off his disguise <laughs> and it reveal himself to Moriarty, whatever. Yes. yes. That's kind of like I did. I said, you thought I was Tommy the... Street hustling customer to be sex to I'm actually Detective Super E. My <laughs> <laughs> glasses off and revealed myself. You know what? Um, on those uh, Sherlock Holmes movies, there were a couple times he fooled Ro- Watson. Do you remember that? He what? He fooled Watson. Oh yeah. He would take his disguise off, and Watson would be like, "Well, well it's Sherlock Holmes." Well, I never noticed. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. A-Train, I think you would make a good uh, Dr. Watson in this trio. Okay. So, you're Sherlock? I would be Sherlock, or Jay would be Sherlock. No, you're the star of this show. You would be Sherlock. We'll both be Dr. Watson, Jay. What do you think? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I'm the extra. You, you, you're, you're, I'm, I'm the extra that shows up for every episode as a different person, but you recognize him okay. as the guy who was just in the last episode uh, as somebody else. Got it. Got it. I like that role. Okay. Okay. So, Adrian, you can edit out all this banter that's going nowhere, oh, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not. I'll edit it out. You know, if, if it's too bad, I'll edit it out, but I don't think I'm going to edit one word. No. Okay. No. 
Yeah. Yeah. This could, and this could be that when somebody just turns it off and goes, what a bunch of self-indulgent nonsense. I'm never listening to that again. It's possible. You forgot, you forgot pretentious. It, you know what? I just uh, also had a revelation. We have lost a giant demographic. Anybody under 50 is really not going to understand most of what we were talking about. They're not. But you know what? But you know what? They all have a Google machine they, in their hand, holding a Google machine right, right now. Right. It's from Google. the future. Right. So, kids, I want you to get on. I want you to Google Mr. Peepers. I want you to Google old well, Superman. Well, Papaw, kids. Hello. Now, listen, kids. Back in my day, we Sherlock didn't have Holmes. the Google machine. That's right. Sherlock Holmes, Watson, all that. So, anyway, that's your assignment for tonight, kids. Super E. Yes, sir. Tell us something. So, so, so this guy, he took his he took his street plea to the prostitution instead of the robbery, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you happen? Did you come across this guy ever again? Do you recall? I can't remember, but generally, let's say you know, because I would arrest a guy and then I would see him again, and once they saw, once most of the time they could remember you. Once they would walk up, let's say I was driving a different car. Once they came up to the car and looked in, they're like, oh, fuck this. I ain't getting in. And they would they would immediately walk Got away. It. Got it. Okay. And again, we're talking about, you know, this is really the same, you know, kind of community problem as, you know, the other street prostitution that we've been talking about. I mean, it's just the same thing. It's just, you know, it just happens to be the these are these are males and some are females, but it's all the same thing. It's It's all... Street prostitution is what we're talking and, about, right? And yes, and this was all driven by, of course, drug abuse. Right. Right. So the, these guys had to make quick money to get the money for the drugs, and they had to be in the area where the drugs were being sold. So, you know, jumping in the car, they would invest 10 minutes of their time, you know, get a ride back to where they got picked up, and then run to the drug house. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, that's going to kind of start to close out this episode. Um, A-Train, got anything? Uh, just uh, one more time. Just give me one more, Mr. Peepers. Super E. Okay, A-Train. <laughs> Mr. Peepers won't make any more appearances on the main drag. Well, all right. Super E, anything other than Mr. Peepers? If not, you can keep doing Mr. Peepers all day and we'll keep rolling. No, it makes me dizzy. Yeah, it makes uh, me lightheaded, uh, Mr. Peeper. So just, I just hope that we have listeners that appreciate what we're doing and they have a, a great weekend. Fantastic. A-Train, take us out. All right, here we go. <laughs>